Hello and welcome to Motorsport Week's The Support Series, the show where we talk about what is happening on the racetrack in the top junior single-seater series before any of the drivers make the leap up the ladder to Formula 1. Tom Cantor host with Vicky Merrick. We review the sixth round of the 2021 FIA Formula 2 Championship in Sochi. With the weather intervening, only one sprint race took place, which was won by Dan Ticton from Reverse Grid Pole. The feature race on the Sunday belonged to Oscar Piastri, who now extends his lead over championship rival Guan Yu Zhou to 36 points with only two rounds remaining. Hello Vicky, the sixth round of Sochi is over and done with, we've got two rounds remaining but not for another 10 weeks or so before they do resume in December. But in regards to Sochi, which was a reduced weekend because of the weather conditions, which saw the morning of Saturday completely washed out. How have you found the weekend's race in, in, in Formula 2? Because we've seen Dan Sixton stand on the top step in the sprint race, and of course, Oscar Piastri, more importantly, extending his lead at the top of the championship by winning the feature race. Um, I quite enjoyed Sochi. Obviously, we had the very wet, Sochi um, with the sprint races being cancelled but it was kind of like having the old Formula 2 format back um, so it was nice to see that but we missed out on the first sprint race but then as we said Dan Ticton got on the podium and Oscar Piastri winning the feature race and extending that title. Yes, and the sprint race, of course, was a reduced one because it starts behind the safety car and therefore it took some laps away as the cars are obviously filled up with fuel. Um, we'll begin with the sprint race then because um, drama came on the recon nascent laps um, to the grid. Um, Guan Yu Show spinning for you and I Virtuosi at turn two, stalled and never got going again. And Felipe Djigovic on the exit of turn 10 spun and hit the barrier. So both you and I Virtuosi cars crashed out before the beginning. Yeah, it wasn't you and I Virtuosi's strongest of weekends, obviously, with them two spinning in the sprint race. No points, losing touch on the championship for the constructors. And then, obviously, we heard that um, they didn't really perform very well in the feature race either. So you and I Virtuosi not having a strong weekend at all. Mm-hmm. And... Um... Whilst it may have been um, doom and gloom for you and, you and I Virtuosi on the, on the Saturday, for Dan Sixon, though, um, he was able to convert the reverse grid pole into the victory. And I have to say, though, the sprint race was rather pretty much a procession, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think with obviously it being very wet on the Saturday, um, the cars couldn't do much. So it just turned into Dan taking that from the lead and showing that he could just keep that lead, keep defending and turned into a procession as some of the F2 races have been this year. So let's run down on the sprint race results. The only sprint race of the F2 weekend in Sochi. Dan Seatson won out over Yuri Vips, who came out in second place. And it's Robert Schwartzman on the podium on home turf for Pramer. JQ's Hughes with his best results of his F2 career in only his third weekend in the series. Came home in fourth place. Tailpaw uh, show was fifth, had a Ralph Boschong in the points for Campos. Christian Lagarde was seventh, and Richard Vashaw taking the final points for MP in eighth place. Oscar Piastri missed out on the points in ninth, so that would have been some reprieve for Guan Yu Show, his title rival. Liren Sandeli was 10, followed by Marcus Armstrong. Jane Duravala, Gilhermo Samaya, Marino Sato, 
David Beckman, Roy Nassani, Enzo Fittipaldi, and Alessio Dilada were the rest of the finishers. Liam Lawson retired after Cloudsin with the wall at turn 13 that broke the rear left suspension. Ben Viscal spun at turn 16 and stalled. Guan Zhou and Felipe Djokovic never made the start. Going on to Sunday's feature race, and Oscar Piastri, who took pole position by qualifying on pole for the third round running, Vicky, he was able to convert that into the race victory. It looked a bit nervy towards the end, though, because uh, Porsche was closing on him um, in the second stint. Yeah, you could see towards the end of the feature race, he was catching. And if the feature race was a couple more laps, we didn't, uh, Porsche could have caught Oscar Piastri potentially what it would have been great to see a battle between them two but Oscar held it off and got another feature race win and as you said a hat trick of pole positions for Oscar to go with the likes of Alex Albon, George Russell and Charles Leclerc. Yes absolutely and he's doing a fantastic season so far you know considering that he won the Formula Renault Euro Cup two years ago, last year, Formula 3, and this year it looks to be on the brink of winning the Formula 2 Championship, but there's still obviously two rounds to go and six races in that. Um, so the feature race results saw Oscar Piastri coming out on top with Teo Poche second, Jay and Rivala on the podium for Carlin with Robert Schwarzman fourth, Dan Sixon in a solid fifth after qualifying tenth, Guan Yushou sixth, collecting some points, but he has lost ground in the Championship race, Liam Lawson seventh, Richard Fashaw A, Christian Lungard ninth, and David Bettman inside the top 10 for Campos. Marcus Armstrong was 11 for Dams, so that's a weekend, another weekend without points for him. Enzo Fittipaldi, 12th. Guilherme Smyr, 13th again. Marino Sato, Royan Sarni, Lauren Sandelli, Alessio Dillard, Jake Hughes, all made it to the finish. Ralph Boschon was classified, although he retired with three laps remaining after the front left um, had exploded and gone through into the canvas, which is never nice to see. Yuri Vips and Bent Fiscal retired. Vips retired with a mechanical issue. Bent Fiscal out on that one. And Felipe Djigovic following his accident yesterday, although he was fine, um, on the advice of the medical doctors, he elected not to take the start for the feature race. So there were some standout performances. Obviously, Durovala on a track where he's done well in the past. He qualified on the front row, I think, in last year's um, feature race. This time around, um, he got on the podium this time, but he did lose second at the start, didn't he? He did. He lost second, but to be able to stick in and get third was he did really well. Very like great performance, and as you say, he does quite well around Sochi Autodrome. So good performance by Jahan. Yeah, most certainly. So, how does the two races of Russia affect things in the championship? Well, Oscar Piastri's lead is now thirty-six points. Now, for a maximum score under the current formats of Formula 2. You get 25 points for a feature race win and then 50, 15 points for a spin race victory. So that's 30 plus 25. That equals 55 plus the pole position and fastest lap points. That is in a total... No, sorry, it's 45 plus... Uh, I'll work it out. There's a lot of points still up for grabs in Jeddah and Yasmarina, um, Vicky, with Piastri on 178 points to Grand Shows 142. Robert Schwartzman is in third place now on 135. So he's thrown himself an opportunity of going for this championship now. And the same for Dan Titsum, who is in fourth on 129. Then it's Taylor Posher in fifth on 120. Eurovips is sixth on 102. That retirement cost him dearly in the feature race. Jay Hunderavala seventh on 96. Liam Lawson, eighth on 80. Felipe Djigovic in ninth on 59. And Richard Vashaw in 10th on 55. 
So you look at standings now, um, Vicky, with the championship contenders, what good weekends though for Schwarzman and Titsum. That has thrown them right back in the championship race. Yeah, Robert Schwarzman, obviously getting on the podium, his home race, he has done well in Russia before. We saw it in Formula 3 and in Formula 2 last year. And it's brought him back into the championship contention because at some points earlier in this season, it looked like he was slipping when he was in titleship contention last year. You thought, yeah, he's got a real good shot, but he's brought it back this weekend. Um, and Oscar Piastri just doing what Oscar Piastri does, being able to get on the podium yet again, feature race win, getting that whole of points. But it's also done well for the team to extend their constructors. And I think when I was looking earlier, it's nearly 100 points adrift of, I think it might be Carlin in second. Oh, yeah, Carlin in second. Like, Prem was doing really well again this year. They're, they're doing the feeder series. Um, but, yeah, Prem with them two. Pretty standout performances. We'll run down on the team's championship shortly. We're just on the rundown, uh, considering the rundown in the drivers. Christian Lungard is in 11th place. He did finish in the points in both races, but he remained, he's on 43 points, so still outside the top 10. Ralph Boschon did pick up some points in the sprint race. He's on 40 points in 12. David Beckman in 13th on 32. Marcus Armstrong in 14th on 26. He didn't score at the weekend, unfortunately. Um, ben Fiskel, despite getting that podium in Monza, which he was brilliant at, he retired from both races in Sochi, so he stays on 22. Roy Nassani in 16th with 16. Lirin Sandelli in 17th with 13. It's JQ's in 18th with 8. Marino Sato and Marino... Uh, sorry, and uh, Matei Nanini with one point each. Jack Aiken, Guilherme Samaya, Enzo Fittipaldi, Alessia Deleda and Gianluca Petskov have still yet to score a point so far this year. In the team's championship, Prima have, a, if I get my maths right, it's an 88-point lead over Carlin's, 313 playing 225. You and I, Virtuosi, with their worst weekend of the season by far, they are down to third on 201. High Tech are in fourth on 182, then it's AR team fifth on 163. MP are in 6th on 68, followed by Campos in 7th on 47, Dams 8th on 42, Shrews 9th on 25, Trident in 10th on 23, and HWA, who did score, thanks to Jake Hughes's 4th place in the sprint race, they remain on 9 points, still at the bottom in 11th. So you were right, nearly 100 points is the gap, 88 um, to be exact. Pramer, who obviously would have been disappointed to have had the team's championship in Formula 3 been snatched from their grasp by Trident. They've just got to make sure they see out the year now with um, collecting the Formula 2 crown. Yeah, they. I think it was last year and they took the drivers and constructors in uh, Formula 2, 3, Formula Regional and Italian Formula 4. So I think for Prima, missing out on that Formula 3 constructors would have hurt, but they've still got the other ones to think about and Formula 2 with Robert and Oscar as their driver lineup. I think they can keep that going with it, especially with how Oscar and Robert are both driving this year. Most certainly. And I was just going to say, because um, they're not leading, they're not anywhere close, I don't think, in Italian Formula 4 clinching either championship or Formula Regional this year. So it could well be just the Formula 2 drivers and teams and the Formula 3 drivers for this year for Prima. So it's quite a, a step back from last year, but at least they're still achieving things nevertheless. And 
So it's an 88 point gap. Um, just look to see any other teams that have made the rise up. Um, let's talk about Jay Hughes, actually, because he had a, a good weekend in Sochi. Now, if you remember, he raced for the team in the pink liveries car. Um, that was his first Formula 2 weekend in 2020. And he's clearly used that experience to good effect um, at the weekend that's just gone by. Yes, Jake Hughes, when watching the race, getting that uh, P4, it was a standout performance. He hasn't had a lot of running in Formula 2. He's just, he's stepped into HWA. Um, but he had those, a few races last year, a couple this year, and this being his best performance yet, it was a brilliant drive by Jake. Yeah, Jake Hughes, who stood in once again for Jack Aiken, who is still recovering from his accident in the 24 hours of Spa. Um, we don't know for certain yet whether Aiken will be back in the car, but having said that, we've just got under 10 weeks to wait for Formula 2 do race again in Saudi Arabia, which is going to be interesting because um, no no one's raced in, um, in Jeddah yet. Um, Formula 1, of course, Formula 2, going to Saudi Arabia for the first time. Surely you would have thought for the newcomers, this is going to be pretty much an equaliser, if you want to call it, because no one's raced there yet and you don't know how the weekend's going to go for the drivers. Yeah, because no one's been there. They'll all, it'll all be brand new, new experiences for each of the drivers and they won't have any data. They'll be able to use other tracks, what may be similar, but we don't know what it'll be like. Um, so it'll be good to see who will go well around there, which teams will go well which drivers will be able to hopefully podium points. So it could shake up the championship a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking at the um, the championship race, obviously um, Piastri is pretty much Piastri's to lose, but Joe Schwartzman, Tixon and Porsche need to make sure they do have very strong weekends. And I think qualifying is going to very much um, be contributed to that. So trying to work out what I was saying earlier. So it's 25 points for a feature race win, 15 for sprint races. So that's 55 plus the pole position points and the fast start points, that's another 10 to go on top. So it's a maximum of 65 for each round, which means there's 130 points left on the table. So mathematically, any one of the top 10 could still win it, but it looks though it's pretty much a one in five. Yeah. Um, I think Dan Tictum has brought it back this weekend with a win in the sprint race and a P5 in the feature race, so he's brought it back, being able to move up to fourth. But yeah, as you say, it's, I think Robert's to lose with how far ahead, but it's top five, potentially top 10, but we have to see with Jeddah, with who will be where, and because no one knows with that track. No, and uh, it's gonna be rather interesting, I mean, because obviously, you know, from a fan's point of view, people, some people will be thinking about Jeddah when it's eventually released in the um, F1 2021 game. Yeah. But <laughs> that's before um, the Jeddah circuit obviously is getting staged because um, Jeddah's been staged on the, the 4th, the 5th and the 6th of December. So which is obviously playing host to the penultimate round, not just for F2, but for F1 as well. Um, let's do let's do some predictions for Jeddah then. I know it's a tough one to call, um, but it's still the three race weekend format. Now, I doubt there's going to be any rain over in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia but having said that when Formula E went there three years ago the day was pretty much washed out yeah, um, yeah. so you know anything's possible in life but um who's your money on for pole sprint race one winner sprint race two winner and sprint and the feature race winner I want to say Oscar for pole after a hat trick of pearls recently 
I know we've got 10 weeks, so anything can happen. But I think if Oscar keeps calm, keeps what he's doing, I think Oscar could get that pull again. Um, I'd also really like to see Oscar take the feature race win, like do from pole to win. Um, but we never know. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's quite hard because all the drivers, like when they go to the front, and like they can defend, they could do well. Um, sprint race, probably Dan. Like Dan's been having, he's been getting better this season. He had a couple of mistakes at the beginning, but he's kind of brought it back with Monda and then at Sochi. So Dan could be in there. Guan Yuzhou, um, he's had a couple of podiums, a win this year. So. We'll go with Gran Yuzha and Dan Tipton okay. for the spring race. For the spring race, so did you say for the feature race, Oscar Piastri? Did Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri, yeah. Um, my predictions are as follows. I think we've been a completely brand new circuit. I think there's going to be quite a, an unusual name going for pole because I think it's going to come down to track position, how rubbered in the track is. So looking at the list of drivers going for feature race pole, Ooh, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a very, very tough one. I'm going to go for Taylor Paul Shared to get pole because I think he could do with a, a good... I think when it comes to a brand new circuit, I think that's when he tends to do well in. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to go for him. Sprint race one, I think... I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for J.M. Duravala to get the sprint race one victory. Sprint race two, that's going to be Guan Yu Show, And for the feature race victory, I'm going to go for Taylor Paul Shared. Um, but I think Piastri will still have a relatively good weekend. He could come home and finish second or third in the um, feature race. He'll be thinking more about the championship rather than going for the victories um, in each race as it comes. Um, so that's what I think. We'll leave it there, Vicky. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening to today's podcast for Formula 2. The next show for this championship will be in December, where we'll be reviewing the sixth round of the, the seventh round of the season, I should say, in Jeddah. From Vicky and all of us at Motorsport Week, it's goodbye.